What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sibling Rivalry, the comic book club show that my sister and I sit here and host, um, where we pick out a comic book every week and uh, read it and talk about story and art. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Kai Kenobi, sitting here with me, uh, far, far away, my sister, Anakin. Oh, but I'm... All the jokes. All of the jokes. Um, how are you this evening? I'm alive. Yeah. Last week went by way too quickly. So I'm doing like mental catch up. You can't complain. Um, I read this really long comic book this week, and I'm pretty sure that's all I did this week. I think I did some point too, but. This I did long... this comic in a day, and I hated you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning Which, totally my fault for doing it in a day, but damn. <laughs> I mean, I did ask you early on in the week, like, if you'd even started. And Which I had I'd... mentioned, it's a long book. <laughs> I had a couple pages. I just don't consider that, like, a fair start. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so this week on our comic book club, I chose the book. Um, it is Zatanna by Paul Dini. Um, there are a few other writers as well. The main creator behind it was Paul Dini. Um, and the main artist behind most of it was, uh, Stefan Rue. Um, as you can see on, if, if you're watching live, you can see on the panel, um, over there. Right over there. Um, the uh, All the writers, artists, colorists, letterers, um, and so forth. If you're uh, listening on a podcast streaming service, welcome. This is our second episode that's live as a podcast. Um, there was quite a bit of um, requests to have um, this show available in a podcast format. Um, so <clears throat> I went ahead and did my best to... Get all of that taken care of this week. Which is exciting. And now everyone gets to hear Hank bark in their ears. Exactly. And no one has an excuse of, uh, oh, well, I don't have time to sit and watch it on YouTube or on Twitch. <laughs> now we can be wherever you are. I would hate you for that if I had headphones on. <laughs> um, so... Uh, without further ado, because of the way that we're doing, um, this as a podcast, we're, uh, I'm going to change up the format a little bit on my sister here, uh, without any warning. Exactly. Um, the main format change we're going to do is the, um, book summary, um, be, especially for a 400 and and... 30-page book? Sure. Um, we're we're going to not do a full, full summary. Um, <clears throat> but what we will do is a quick background on the character that is Zatanna. Um, she is a magician, so to speak. But a real one. <laughs> yes. Um, she deals with real magic. Uh, essentially, anything that she says backwards magically happens. Which is fun to read and kind of confusing at times. I don't know about you, but when I was reading some of it, like I would, I would try to read the sentence backwards, not just the words backwards. Oh, I just read everything forwards. Because, <laughs> you know, in text, you can obviously read it and figure out what it says. I 100% did that. A couple of times I said them out loud just because I thought it'd sound cool. <laughs> did it? It did. I mean, or it would have if. Maybe, maybe that back. should be one of our like wheel of torture things is we have to speak all of our words backwards for that would be so hard it would yeah. be like Bonnie from the wild thornberries yes that took you way too long no I I, I heard Bonnie and I'm like who's Bonnie oh Donnie, Donnie. yeah yeah um, 
Uh, and, you know, um, because of the nature of Zatanna's powers being a lot more mystical than any other hero, especially in the, the DC universe, or at least a lot of heroes in the DC universe, um, it lends itself to a lot more almost just like supernatural kind of um, story arcs and storylines. And um, <clears throat> one of my main reasons for wanting to read uh, Zatanna is when the New 52 launched, however long ago that was, um, I got really, really into the Justice League Dark comics. Um, and Justice League Dark had Zatanna as, as one of the, the heroes in it, along with John Constantine, um, Swamp Thing, uh, there were a, a few others. And it was, it was really cool because, again, it was all very supernatural. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, it was just different than any other comics that I was reading. Um, and I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to read more. And, I mean, who doesn't love a tall, beautiful woman with black hair and fishnets, <laughs> right? All right. <sighs> um so I feel like she also lends to pop culture a lot more now than she probably did when she first came out in terms of drawing an audience with all the demon lore and like supernatural going on, Lucifer going on, all of those TV shows. I feel like she ties in relatively well um with that to bring in a bigger audience to want to read her comics. That and she's just awesome <laughs> and underrated. <laughs> she was she was a really interesting um interesting hero to read and one of the things that I found super interesting was um her home base essentially was in San Francisco. Yeah, it didn't make you homesick. <laughs> it 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 actually did. There's there was this like one scene where um, she's, you know, she's t like moving around and be being very happy that she's home in San Francisco. And she's like, there's not a there's not a place on in any realm or any dimension that has a better taqueria than San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, I really miss <laughs> so I, I really miss my food in San Francisco, but I don't miss the cost of living. I do not miss the cost of living one bit. Well, I mean, she made millions, so really, it's true. It did not, it did not matter. And she could also just zip to her mansion in Gotham at, at a, a, you know, utter of a phrase. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was really interesting. Another thing I found really interesting about that is how often do DC comic heroes live in real cities yeah um and and again it's 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 not something that's like really important or or anything like okay it that. might not be to you now but when i first started comics that was like your go-to for why i should read dc over marvel was because they were super creative with coming up with their own towns yeah and i i still i still hold true to that i think I think DC has done a really good job creating a universe. I think still at the end of the day, I know this is where we differ. I'm still a Marvel <laughs> boy and you're going to be the, the DC girl. Um, but uh, yeah, so essentially like Justice League Dark and then um, the little bit of... What's the uh, what's the one that you like that Young Justice? Are you talking about the bombshells. show? Bombshells. Bombshells. Bombshell. Oh my god, I loved her in Bombshells. Although yeah. I just really love Bombshells. I think it's a super creative comic that we will probably read at some point on this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think she was just incredibly interesting. And again, I just I I love I'm a sucker for for some good lore. You yeah. Know? Um, and I will say I didn't know most of this lore. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not demon lore is not, uh, is not my strong suit in any way, <laughs> shape or form. Um, but it was, it was interesting kind of 
remember when I, I don't know did you ever watch the keanu reeves constantine movie uh no but doesn't constantine have a show now constantine does have a show i've not watched it i haven't either but i have it on my list and i didn't even know there was a keanu reeves version so i'm like wow so it's okay. it, it, it's it's not the best movie in the world but <laughs> um but it's interesting and i i like how the beginning of this did have that intersection with uh john constantine and zatanna um mm -hmm. and it was the very beginning so it like introduced you to a very cute and unique sense of humor oh yeah i mean the, the, that is 100 percent um yeah, it was it was very much <laughs> it, it was very much John Constantine, um, and, and I I was there for it, um, but uh, like one of the things that that we've been doing with a lot of these books is we've been choosing like one story arc and uh, reading through it, um, you know, with with one of our big things not being we're not going to read a whole series. Um, and this isn't necessarily a whole series, but Zatanna was a limited run, um, that Paul Dini was able to do over the course of a year. So he was able to release 12 issues and that's what, uh, got put into this book. So there are a couple, um, of story arcs in it, not just, you know, one smooth one. Um, so that being said, Anna, what, what did, what did you think? of the flow of, uh, of Zatanna? Overall, um, I thought that it flowed quite nicely. There were a few, like, jumps here and there that didn't make so much sense to me in terms of the flow of the story. Uh, like, there was that random Halloween insert, which was gorgeous, but there was that random Halloween insert. There was the... the demon boy dimensional time travel or oh yeah from um, that was also kind of random however that one seemed like it tied in more to existing comics around it potentially so i mean yeah. it could be that i just felt it was random in the moment but when it came out it very much went with the the flow of the dc universe really well um but, I mean, overall, I thought it, it was a really nice flow. I mean, it very much, in the first couple of, actually in the first issue, established how frequently Zatanna travels. So, I mean, you never felt like it was um, unbelievable from her to go to one place to the other, given how frequently she enjoys working and the whole magic aspect. I will say, within a single issue... The whole puppet one lasting for like months irritated me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that one that one jumped around quite a quite a bit, and I was kind of I was kind of taken aback by how how that particular arc went. Um, yeah, but I didn't think it was a, a a bad arc. I think I really liked. I personally loved the brother knight arc. That one was probably my favorite. Although I did really like the first um, arc with her cousin, Zachary. Yes. The second one where you meet Zachary also is kind of like random. A little bit with a succubus. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, because what the, the first run with Brother Knight or with her uh, cousin, Zachary, was the casino, right? Yes. Um, with the the greedy demon. Yeah, and the only I think the only reason why I'm also like this the succubus one was a kind of like a little random and everything like that was because when you first meet Zachary, he's complaining about how poor he is, and then you go to the next issue that you see him, and he's like seems to be rolling in it. So it's like okay, like, not oh, so... only are you a butt in this issue, but <laughs> you're a butt with money. Yes. He was a butt with money. Um, yeah, I I really 
there were there were so many really cool um arcs in this and um like usually i'd I'd be like oh you know don't don't try to read an entire series but this is this is one where like after going through it i i kind of want to read it again um just for the sheer fact that i want to no, I want to understand it more. Yeah, I want to read more Zatanna, and I wish I almost wish that the Brother Knight arc was a little bit longer, almost kind of like a Court of Owls type of a thing, because uh-huh. I think that that villain could lend itself well to that long of well, a. And they didn't finish Brother Knight I... in this I book. They ended the ish the the volume with quite a few loose ends that I did not appreciate. No, not at all. But it, but. <laughs> But here's the thing, this did exactly what what I want these things to do for our listeners and our our readers is it makes me interested to read more Zatanna, like find more and figure out what happens here because this was... Especially with the whole, uh, my father is Brother Knight. Yeah. (laughs) With the, what was his name? Detective Colton? I don't remember. I just remember that Satana thought he was pretty and Mickey or Mikey was making fun of her for it. Oh, yeah. My- Mikey was hilarious, too. Her... I thought that all of the, like, the main reoccurring characters um, of her crew were fantastic. Yeah. And talk about a book that's kind of ahead of its time. Um, in the it, it, at least that i would uh, that i would find to be trans friendly or lgbtq friendly cuz overall yeah it was very it yes it was very you know mikey was like no i'm i'm <laughs> i'm a girl and satana was like yeah here you go <laughs> um it, it, you know because it it should be that easy but that was an awesome little thing. And then you continuously see her. I thought was fantastic. Yeah. And Yeah. And I mean, the her manager and one of her other crew members were in a relationship. And it was just a very progressive for when was it made? Like, when was it? I think it was. Oh, gosh. And I mean, I'm saying progressive. I mean, most pop culture is so i guess maybe that's kind of i had it open before let me let me look it up um what about uh so so the brother what was your favorite story arc to follow in this was it brother knight or uh i enjoyed the brother knight series i really want an extended version especially with how it ended um in this satana like i also think that just the scope that Brother Knight has as a villain um, would be super interesting to follow. Um, And I liked the small snippets of Black Canary and Vixen in the very beginning of the Brother Knight series or story arc, because I thought initially that that was going to become a thing. Oh, that yeah, they would so... Justice League wouldn't help with the whole Brother Knight in a large scope, not necessarily as the main villain and everybody attacks the main villain, but as the whole every demon and yeah, in San Francisco. Well, and then there there is um, the there's uh, the Black Canary and Zatanna series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on our list of books that that we want to read as well. Okay, featuring the was created. Yeah. Okay, so this this uh, mini series launched in July of 2010, and then the the collected edition of it actually came out in 2017. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a very long time to wait for a collected edition. Right. Um. I think uh, the the other thing that that I did enjoy um, that I, I feel like I usually don't enjoy is the the different styles of art through each story arc. 
um, because like usually it kind of it kind of takes me out of it, and I'm like, okay, what what am I what am I reading now? Um, and it did confuse me with like uh, Trick or Treat, where that was an incredibly drastic. Um, but it was beautiful. It, it was, was also very short. Like, yeah, it was I almost like feel like pages. that was probably at the end of an actual issue, just as like an extra thing. Yeah. Um, actually, standalone. But uh, but I I was a big fan. I I really there were a lot of things about Zatanna um, in general that I I really I really enjoyed. Um, I think the character has a fun, different type of depth to her. Yeah, um, and you know, like every superhero, she has dead parents, and um, <laughs> uh, she's her current dead parent though. Just happens to every once in a while be used against her. Thanks well, and to... she says that she talks to him frequently. So, yeah, or frequently, but um, enough. That was one of the things I found kind of neat about the uh, the museum episode or episode issue. But it was very episodic. So I, mean, yeah. I think that episode is just as usable in that regard. Um, yeah, where like all of the all all of the items from other magic users mm -hmm. were there. Um, and I don't know, I. I I really like all of the, again, when it comes to um, this kind of uh, lore, um, you know, something that you consistently see across all, um, like, kind of demon lore is if a demon knows your name um, or if if you have the name of, of the demon, there's a lot of power that comes with a name. And... Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yeah, like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and overall, I I enjoyed it, and I think looking at uh, looking at the book from a new reader perspective, um, I do think you would definitely need to be interested in the character of Zatanna to pick this book up. But if you are, if you're a fan of things like Supernatural or um, I would even say like shows like Grimm. Um, yeah. You know, or I don't know, like Lucifer or even, yeah, I, I might even, I mean, yeah. I might even throw in like some X-Files vibes. Okay. In, in some, in some, like there, there's a little more thriller aspect to it than other comic books. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, it's just, it's a lot of fun to read. I do don't. Uh, I, I think I disagree slightly with like you have to have an interest in Zatanna, mostly just because I mean, unless you have an interest in any specific superhero as a standalone, you're probably not going to pick it up. But if you have a desire to like just dip your toe in the water of Zatanna more than getting to know her full character I think that this gives you a very reader friendly introduction because I mean I haven't read much aside from her in Bombshells and a couple JLA comics and I didn't I never I never even thought to pick up a Zatanna comic as a standalone but I, I did really enjoy it as a as a introduction that is fair and she is present in um other dc things like she comes up in the a lot of crossover yeah um like she were oh excuse me she works with the justice league fair oh my gosh fairly <laughs> regularly <laughs> she has a healthy fear of puppets um you know and uh not anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Did you say she appeared in Young Justice? Yeah, she like Young Justice, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Um, she ended up becoming like a main part of the team in the first 
season or this I, I really yeah, need to rewatch Young Justice. Season, you only see her in a couple episodes and the second season you see her in the first or second episode when she wishes Dick Grayson a happy birthday and he says say it backwards because when Constantine said that when she said goodbye and all that I heard it in that voice and I go ah funny. <laughs> uh I, I need to rewatch it. Because I don't remember her in it at all. Oops, well, you can wait until I come. So that way. Nah. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of, so for the for the month of March's issues, we will be in person recording. Which will be nice. Um, so. Yeah. Let's talk art. Okay, I mean, you said a little bit about the art and you felt like it didn't, uh, that the different art styles didn't break up the story for you, which I agree because I didn't find there to be much in terms of variation or much in terms of like a creative outlet outlet of going super out there, uh -huh. except with Halloween, which I will commend Halloween for doing that because I loved the style. It was very random in terms of like how everything else looked it was kind of random um the issue covers were gorgeous the and it's issue just one of those covers things. were amazing it just hurts me that the issue that the artist that does the covers don't do the interior because i feel like that would be so gorgeous and so interesting to to look at yeah but you also have to think the the people who do the cover art are doing big scenes and might I not. <laughs> oh my goodness, my dog. Yeah, I is, know. Uh... You you know what my favorite cover art was? Hmm. Um, the tarot card one. The tarot card one was gorgeous. Like that. Um, that is. If you're watching on YouTube or on stream right now, I've got that one up on, uh, over here. Um. But that, this one was just like, oh my gosh. I liked the... I I don't feel like there was one that I didn't like. I feel like all of those cover arts are very poster worthy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's part of the point of them. Like she... Her being a big hotshot magician. Yeah, they were all kind of like poster-esque for yeah. her. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, so I, I thought it thematically fit very well yeah uh i did have a few favorites and then like a couple honorable mentions although like really quickly character wise i did really like the nightmare demon he was very smeagol-esque yes <laughs> he was adorable i i agree <laughs> the... he was adorable i mean in a bad way obviously but he was awesome <laughs> i liked him I, I like that he came back later in the book too, as like a... yeah, and that um, when he saw her, he goes no. <laughs> he very much did not like the prospect of of having Dealing to team up again. again. Yep. Was, oh. Um, but I will say I think my all-time favorite panel was I, whereas like most of my favorite panels are in um the Brother Knight arc. Because I think it explored um, a really cool concept into it with the whole dream element and the father coming back. And I think all of my favorite panels were, for the most part, the dream element, except for one. <laughs> so my all-time favorite one was that um, nightmare panel that's the full-page illustration that's in the warm tones with a touch of blue. Just because that one, to me, very much... Um, Lived up to my expectations based on the cover art. <laughs> yeah, and so that one is also very, like, so you say warm tones with a touch of blue. Um, yeah. I like, I like the contrast that's shown between the two because, like, all of the warm tones are the dream or the nightmare, and then the blue is her in the real world. Mm -hmm. um, and, it was a gorgeous metaphor. Yeah, and it... It was. It is such a a cool, and it's full page art. But it it is a cool page, um, with like the a million things to look at. <laughs> it, it really does like creepy freaking rabbits with dog teeth and 
um, snakes and the skeleton, uh, like Jack of Spades and Queen of Diamonds reaching out of the card, grabbing at Zatanna. Like it was, yeah. it's all, all really cool. Um, I agree. I mean, obviously. Was this yeah. one of your favorite panels also? It was one of my favorite panels. I think more of my favorite panels were in the uh, the puppet. Uh, no. <laughs> the, the puppet ones. Um, uh -huh. Just because I, I liked I liked how the panels looked. I, li I liked what all of that did. Um, I think my all-time favorite was that tarot card cover. I know we don't usually count the covers, count covers. <laughs> but it's just, it's so nice. And I, I always, I keep going back to it. But I did feel like the panel that I picked also emulated the covers pretty well. Yes, I, um, I agree. It's had that very, it's, I, I just, I could look at it for forever. So pretty. Another one that I did like, um, like as my second favorite panel and, and it's an, was the one where she dispels all of the innocent souls from Brother Grimm. Brother Knight? Brother, yes. Brother Knight. He looks grim. He does look um, pretty grim. <laughs> um, yeah, Brother Knight. That one is, uh, uh, is I another... I like the emotion that it captured. It had a beautiful um, illustration of the souls coming out. It It does. And they look so peaceful. They, yeah. Coming out. And that's, it's like, I feel like when, whenever you see a lot of ghosts and souls leaving something, they always look like they're in pain doing so. But the the artist here did this thing where it's like, you're like, oh, thank God, finally. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, they were also kids, so I wouldn't yeah, want them yeah. to horrified or anything like that but and Zatanna's smile mixed with that and kind of the horror struck of them coming out of oh uh, yeah the, the the running eye makeup and all of that like just details mm -hmm. that were yeah. great I mean there were so many like really small individual panels it was like oh all gorgeous amazing well done and all of them for me were in the Brother Knight first arc. Yeah. With the broken glass for um Satara's um like dead memories. And the uh, I can't say his name, like I couldn't really read it either, so I just kept calling him Smeagol. Um <laughs> the nightmare demon entering Zatanna's mind with her hair whipping and oh. the demon in it was also gorgeous. I think that this arc for me, art wise, was absolutely astounding. Not that the others weren't. It was just all of the others for me were kind of like, oh, okay. It's one of those where it's it's like definitely difficult to pick <laughs> one. Mm -hmm. Um because yeah, they they the art is just it's it's beautiful. It is it's good yeah. and like it's it does a good job of being dark without being this is gonna gory. sound like really cheesy <laughs> yeah it's dark without being gory and there's always a bit of light yeah you know it, it's it, I wouldn't say like it's balanced light and dark but you know they have fun comedic elements for, I mean, Satana's not, I don't want to say she's a dark character, but she, she is has not. more unforgiving tendencies than, or more flexibility than most superheroes that you'll read. Like comparing Zatanna to Superman, Superman is all black and white and Zatanna's world is a very gray world that you're reading, which is really interesting. Oh, from and, the superhero and point of view. There's that fun fact that Zatanna is a direct counter to Superman, since one of Superman's biggest weaknesses is magic. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, thing. I think that was one of my favorite things also reading her was that she 
she would leave demons alone, essentially. Like, she'd warn them and just be like, that's that's it. Or, yeah, I get that you have to do this type of a thing. But right. there's a line that you have to draw in the sand. Same with when you're introduced to Brother Knight. She kind of is like, he does what he does in the demon world. And you kind of got to let him be. But he can't come into this world. And so that was a very interesting uh hero villain dynamic that you were introduced to that i was like wow that's different <laughs> yeah absolutely 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 i just also really like the magic um illustration elements with the bright gold uh-huh no the the way that they illustrate her power is is fun you know it it's it 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 fits the the theme of her being a stage magician. Mm -hmm. Like what, why wouldn't it have a lot of flair and um, pizzazz? Yeah. To it. Um, so yeah, like I, again, I really, I, I enjoyed each arc of these for, for, for very different reasons. And I loved the art in um the brother the brother knight one but i and i enjoyed the kind of classic comic book style that the um the, the beginning of the puppet arc had and mm -hmm. um i enjoyed seeing uh what was it like janna the the psychiatrist oh, I loved the therapist yeah she was cool for changing. Um, yeah and the the art for her um her dress oh my god from a costumer standpoint like i would love that to be a movie just to see her dress just to see her dress like actually made of starlight yeah yeah that would be awesome um no i i agree and i i think that is and again so like part of the art that i really liked about that issue was when she was remembering what happened to her as a kid and using facility as uh as that bridge mm -hmm. and then waking up with a creepy puppet tying her to the bed not what i would consider a good time <laughs> but uh but it was it was neat. Um the only art that I would say I did not like was uh the, and and it's not even that I would say I didn't like it. It's just it was very very uh I didn't like their noses. The first the first few issues, the noses were like huge. I'm like what <laughs> what is what 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 is this? Yeah, I will say that the character representation for Zatanna and other characters became more attractive later in the issue or in the volume that we were reading. I did not find a lot of the panels in the first couple of issues to be flattering. Uh-huh. And like for a lack of a better word. Yes. Uh, no, no, I I I agree. Um but yeah, that that's why I I really enjoyed um, the art for the puppet one. It was very classic comic book style. Um, yeah, I'm looking, and I do like the sketchy quality in a lot of the the scenes. Uh -huh. It speaks to the the tone of that issue, also. I feel like as dark as um, the Brother Knight one was, this one was just terrifying because I feel like it's a lot of people's nightmare <laughs> or like fear are those puppets. Like I, one of my best friends in high school still hates dolls for like the life of her. Uh -huh. um, and so for that, like the, the sketchy quality lent itself to a more horror-esque feel yeah i agree with suspenseful that feel uh, suspenseful is probably the better it it fits with the thriller thriller like yeah um it fit with the theme of the, the dodo what i liked the dodo 
I will say, I really hope the puppet didn't kill the dodo because I liked that dodo. For sure. Uh, and then I just want to talk about some of what I uh, the the funniest art that I think existed in this book. Um, and it, you know, it's it's not going to be a topic that comes up often as far as like funniest art of the book. But when <laughs> she got her braces. <laughs> And okay. and was and like awesome. and was really trying to like use her magic, um, and then when she finally did uh, use her braces to incarcerate her her uh, her foe, that was just like I'm looking at that. I'm like that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> On the bright side, though, they were new. Yeah, I guess, but she was still spitting all over the place, so they were well-worn. Okay, I will say, you and I have both had braces, and I don't remember it being hard to talk. I don't remember <laughs> it being hard to talk, either. I was like, it was funny to read, but I was like, that did not happen. And I don't remember spitting all over the place while wearing braces, either. No, but I mean, like, once you get anything done with your mouth, you're kind of, like, numb. A little drooly. And, so yeah. you're drooly. Yeah. So, I mean, that one, I was like, okay. I don't know why she tried eating a taco, but okay. She just got him. She didn't know. You can't blame her for that. They said before she left, no solid foods. You can't blame her. <laughs> it's okay, Zatara. Let her have a good meal before committing her to two years of braces. So here's what I don't understand. They are mm -hmm. able to cast magic. How could they not just say, like, teeth straighten? That's what I was wondering when, uh, when, he, was, when he picked her up and was like, oh, I'm going to spend a fortune on your braces, but it'll totally be worth it. And she goes, but I have one favor. And I go, you going to ask him if he'll fix his teeth for you? Because that's what I would do. Yeah. And then she asked for a taco. Yeah. Family has weird priorities. It, it does. <laughs> um, and then the uh, the other like funny arc that I, I enjoyed that I almost forgot about was uh, when she started speaking in palindromes. So that the guy <laughs> reversing time couldn't stop her magic. <laughs> that one was just funny. It, um, it really was. It was cute. And... The detective coming on was very like, no, stop. <laughs> please, please no more. Um, but uh, yeah. Lots of good arts. Mm -hmm. um, I guess we <laughs> should talk about our ratings then. Wow, or I feel like that went by so quickly for like a 400 page comic. <laughs> Well, it's because, so a lot of our time in the past has been um, recapping the entire story, and maybe it would be better to recap the entire story, but... There wasn't really one story to recap, because it kind of... Yeah. Jumps, so. I think going us going through and kind of talking a little bit about each part... Um, is 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 going to be better than us trying to just retell the story because I'd rather I'd rather our listeners go out and read the book, mm -hmm. um, and that's the point of of uh, sibling rivalry is to read the book with us and then we'll discuss what we thought about it, um, discuss some of our favorite parts and parts that impacted us the most um, and and things like that. Um, so story wise, I, I usually do the the rating on story right first. First, yeah. Um, this one, this one's a tough one for me to rate because it wasn't one singular arc. Um, so I want you to guys to keep in mind that there, there are some. There's the Brother Knight arc, for example. I would give a ten out of ten. Um, the like the the puppet arc, I would probably give like a nine out of ten. Um, the arc with uh, in the casinos with her cousin, I would probably give maybe a nine out of ten. Um, I liked her cousin in that arc. Yeah, I did too. I really liked his introduction. It was a fun introduction to his character. Exactly. Um, I think so. I'm I'm going to try and rate this book overall, and I think 
there wasn't any arc that I was like, oh, I don't want to read this. Um, or any specific arc that I just, you know, was not having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to give it, I really want to give it a nine out of 10, but I think because it's not one solid, like consistent arc, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Um, uh, and that's yeah. again, just kind of for the viewers as a whole also, because like, you guys kind of de- deserve to have one singular arc uh, if you're brand new to comic books. Um, I think... I think... I think this was good. I think 400 pages is a lot. Yeah, and I mean, I was just scrolling back through it, and I honestly... For the story, because the last Brother Knight left you hanging so much and then you still had like two or three issues after that that were not at all connected to what you actually wanted answers for which was extremely frustrating for me so not that i didn't enjoy the issues that followed but i was so into the brother knight that i was like are you kidding me (laughs) um so i mean for me i think that it's a great introduction to her as a hero um it made me want to read more zatanna which we will. So it, We've got more Zatanna on our list. Um, it did its job in that regard. It had some really cool he- uh, villains that I want to to get to know more. Um, I am a little bummed about how short some of the arcs were that I was interested in and how like abruptly that one ended. So I feel like I'm leaning towards a 7 or an 8. And I... And I... I guess I'll go seven. Okay. Yeah. That's like average. It's a C. It gets a C just because like it did it for me to get me into it, but it didn't do it for me to make me feel like what I read appeased my like my questions. (laughs) Yeah, but we're going to read a lot of comics that are like that, Anna. Well, you don't get to influence my score. I'm not trying to influence I... your score. You 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 said your score already. I'm keeping it as is. But <laughs> the nature of comics does have a lot of cliffhangery things in them and we're going to yeah, run into I mean, that. But with those cliffhangery aspects, like with Nightwing and Batman and Superman and Spider-Man and all of them, you know where you can find it to pick it back up. You know, I I know where we can pick it. Like, you just need to know what to look for. But I'm talking about... Never mind. I'm talking House of M literally ends with all of the mutants on Earth except for a select few disappearing. But it was a finished story arc. Like, here you got fragments of different story arcs, which, again, I'm not upset about. It just... You got fragmented... uh, shortened story arcs that then one could have gone into more of or that I wish it got into more of because I enjoyed them and I wanted to know more of it because I felt like some of it was too quickly resolved. Um, That makes more sense than your... We okay, didn't... well, I was saying the same thing. I just worded it differently. No, no, no. That makes more sense. You being frustrated that some stories were shorter when they could have been dragged out longer is different than you saying I didn't like that we didn't finish the Brother Knight story. Whatever. They're both reasons why my score is a seven. That's fine. <laughs> Let's talk about art then. Tell me tell me about the art. Uh so cover art, ten out of ten. Um <laughs> <laughs> um overall art it didn't stand out super drastically there were a handful of panels that i was head over heels in love with uh that i felt kind of emulated the the cover art like i said being kind of art nouveau in almost a style or in a way with the the swirls and and filigree almost with her hair and and elements like that um overall though it was kind of just comic book art I'll give it a little bit higher because I really, really did love the cover art, which I know we're not technically supposed to judge, 
And um, I'm also thinking about it in terms of, so I have a poster that's like a bunch of pages from a Nightwing comic all posted together and it creates this one huge poster. And I would totally have something like that for the Satana. So I'll give it an eight out of 10. Okay. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Um, Look, you're not going to argue with me. No, I I think, um, I mean, when it, when it comes to art, like uh, I, I am going to, to cede to your, to, to what you say a lot more just because you know what you're looking at a lot more than I do. I look at that and I'm like, ooh, pretty picture. Um, <laughs> I I actually, I would rate this the art of this book a nine. Um, I would give it a 10 if all of the art were consistently like either the Brother Knight, uh, the first Brother Knight arc or mm-hmm. the puppet arc. Um if they were all like that, those were those were the arcs that like really grabbed me. Um, and you know, there there was a lot of really good expressions made uh, through the art of there were. Uh, especially with Brother Knight, in my opinion. Yeah, especially with Brother Knight. Um, and just like you know, Zatanna in general. Like mm-hmm. she, she's not a hero that's gone through a lot of. At least it doesn't seem like she's gone through a lot of like pain and heartache, like like a Peter Parker kind of thing or a Bruce Wayne kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they still take a lot of care to just like give give this character a personality. And I think yeah. I think the art did more in her backstory because I mean in the first one they were all talking about how she loses everybody and I'm like yeah that's true so I think that she has a lot more of that tragic backstory that we just weren't privy to in this that's true that is uh, a that is which a... doesn't take away anything art wise just as a no. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like all of all of the cover art looked great. And like even looking at uh, the the variant arts at, at the end. I know. I love all of the uh, the cover. art. Honestly, like the cover art probably propelled my score a little bit more than it should have. But it's OK. And um, I think where for you it was, which you also haven't scored it yet. You haven't given it a number. I did. I gave it a nine. Oh, oh, duh. I do know that. My bad. I guess I wasn't paying attention that well. Um, where you wish that it was like one style of art, for me, I think it benefited me for my scoring, at least, to have the subtle differences. Otherwise, I would find it kind of just generic comic book-esque. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um I think I, I, I definitely want to read more of her. And mm-hmm. I think um I think for those of you who are interested in reading more of her, I think we'll read it eventually in Rivalry, but there's Zatanna and Black Canary have a have an arc. Um Zatanna has a solo arc in Bombshells. Um Bombshells are just great. And uh Yeah. I think I think there's there's a lot of good uh good places that you can go uh, for Zatanna still. Um mm-hmm. she has cool content in terms of like her appearances in Young Justice, regardless if you remember her or not. <laughs> it's been so um, long since I've actually sat down and watched through Young Justice. And it's not like no, Star Wars Clone Wars or or like things like that that I go back and rewatch. Oh no, I go back and rewatch it, but I I have, still have yet to watch the third season. Maybe we'll do that while you're here. That's bad on me. Yeah, um, but I mean, she's also in a few Justice League movies and things like that. And yeah. in DC, like we've talked about, I think does really great animated movies. Which... Um, DC has an animated Justice League Dark too, and she's in that. Yeah. Um. So. So lots of lots of Zatanna content out there for you if you enjoyed this book. Um, 
overall, I give I'm I'm going to lean towards the nine out of ten for this book. Um, yeah. just because I I really enjoyed it. Four hundred and thirty pages is a lot of comic to read, <laughs> and not have me wishing that I could read something else by the end of it. That's valid. Um, I'm gonna go with eight out of ten. Okay. Hopefully, again, like I want, I wanted more while I was reading it, but I did enjoy reading it. Oh. And again, I'm excited to read more of her in the future. So Anna's giving it a lower score because she be because it's doing what we want these comics to do, and that's to ask no! for more. Oh my god! I said you twist my words, and I pretty much said exactly what I said about the story, which freaking ten minutes ago we were like, "Oh yeah, that's actually a good reason," and now it's not, sir. I'm apparently, I'm giving, I'm giving you a hard time. My head. If it was like a comic, it would be an explosion. Yep. Or steam. It's like we're siblings or something. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, is next week's book is my book as well, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um. So next week we are reading uh, Vox Machina Origins Volume One. Um. This one is Dark Horse Comics. Um. So not Marvel or DC. I guess technically it's kind of DC, but whatever. Um. <laughs> Dark Horse Comics, uh, and uh, it's, for those of you who have watched other things on my Twitch channel or YouTube channel, um, you know I, I am big into D&D as well. Um, Vox Machina Origins is the comic book uh, prequel to uh, Critical Role Season 1, essentially. Um, but it's a it's a fun book to read still. Um, looking forward to reading it again and kind of hearing what Anna has uh, <laughs> to say about it as well. It's very different than uh, than the other stuff that we've been reading. Um, this will be really outside of manga. This will be our first book that's not a superhero. Which um, I'm getting. It's very. It sounds like it's going to be very fantasy, which I love a good fantasy. Yeah um same here so we'll we'll be reading that and uh seeing what you think um do you have any last things you want to add in anna mm, no i don't think so okay where can people I mean, find I would go for the our last two two comics this month yeah, they're both gonna be super fun yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be good um and then we uh, after this, we'll start talking about what our uh, comics for March are going to be. Yep. So, um, guys, thank you so much for watching. Anna, where can they find you on the? Where can people find you on the internet? On the Instagram, Anna underscore Riddick, or my art account is a Riddick Designs. Funness. There's an underscore in a Riddick Designs, isn't there? Somewhere. No. She said as she's looking it up. While she looks that up, you guys can find me pretty much everywhere on social media. It's Ben Pie, I T S B E N P A I. There's an there underscore. Is an underscore. Yeah. <laughs> you looked it up. A Riddick underscore designs. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, um, I know who I am. <laughs> uh, and guys. If you're watching on Twitch, thank you so much for stopping by. Remember, you can participate in chat while we're doing these shows every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to leave a comment, like, subscribe, all of that. Um, and remember that you are also able to get this on any of your favorite podcasting services. Um, you can essentially just go to um, our link tree slash uh, sibling rival read um, to get all of the places where you can find us. Um, and guys, thank you so much. Make sure to keep your pull list nice and full. And until next week, as Anna likes to say, 
Shalomas Day. Exactly! Shalomas Day! Have a good one, everyone. And bye-bye.